0: In this country, some truths aren't self-evident. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, a collection of stories as wide-ranging and real as the people who tell them, we celebrate the Black experience for all its soul and richness. Search NPR Black Stories, Black Truths wherever you get podcasts.
1: What does filmed for IMAX mean? It isn't just a movie that'll look great on IMAX's screens.
0: It means that hiding from a sandstorm feels like fear in every flicker.
1: And every triumph is felt in every sound wave. And the things we've only imagined, you can truly experience those too.
0: That's what film for IMAX means. Get tickets to experience Dune part two
1: now and IMAX's exclusive expanded aspect ratio.
0: Welcome to the Michelle Mission, two men, one podcast, every black film ever made. My name is Vincent Williams and I'm joined as always by my partner. Hey, how are you boy? This is Len, aka the Bat Tribble. And here on the third week of Boo-tober. This is the second week. Is it the second week? Only the second week. It is only the second week. Here on the second week of Boo-tober. Just can't wait to get rid of these scary movies, huh, Vince? I guess we'll talk about that. We're going to spend our time with another vampire film Mm -hmm. this evening as the vampires deal with perhaps their greatest enemy, not Van Helsing, nor Blade. No. We are, of course, talking about the Bronx. As we discuss 2020's Vampire's versus the Bronx directed by Osmani Rodriguez. Yes. The choice of Lynn Webb. But before we deal with garlic and bodegas and crosses in Timberlands, <laughs> maybe the single best scene of the movie. <laughs> um shout out to each and every one of you out there who are watching as we stream live from Yunk Junk. Philadelphia's premier video podcast palace here in the Manayunk section of the city, and we're streaming live to Facebook as well as to YouTube. And shout out to each and every one of the missionaries out there in the chat watching us live. Hello, one and all. Good evening. Good evening, uh, Vincent. How are you doing, my friend? Chilling, chilling, chilling. Having a good day. I told you yesterday was my. Wedding anniversary. So I'm oh, wow. About that. And, so so know, how many years are we talking now? Twenty-four. Twenty-four years. My marriage is almost oh. old enough to rent a car. How about that? Yeah. Man? Yeah. So wow, that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Thank you, to you thank and you, Wendy. thank you. So that's dope. Feeling man. good? Yeah. Feeling fine. hmm That's cool. Did you are you doing anything special or we are going to hang out this weekend in the city. You know, yesterday we went and just got some quick dinner. Okay, just to commemorate. Right, right, right. But, yeah, but so. so, but this weekend is when you're really going right. to celebrate. And you said you're going to hang out in the city. Hang out in the city. You you have to treat your city like a tourist sometimes. Okay, so have you like earmarked any particular places you're going to go, or are you just going to play it by ear? Play it by ear. Let the city speak to us. That's dope, man. Mm-hmm. Well, congratulations to you well, and thank Wendy, thank you sir. That is cool. Uh, I and, actually and yourself? this weekend I. Um, Oh, what did I did? I took some time and I went to New York. Nice. Went to New York. Spent City's some so time. nice, they named it twice. I know. Didn't they? Um, I had a good time there, just kind of like hanging out, mm-hmm. you know, um, around a Javis Center for a little bit, which was kind of fun because it was the week before the New York Comic-Con. So they were putting yes. up all of the banners. Mm-hmm. like and, and like, that is a job and a half, man. Look, man. they and. There were, and it was also interesting because there were some people that were coming down to the Javits Center already in cosplay mm-hmm. because they were doing, like, photo shoots in, like, in preparation to promote sure the New York Comic-Con that's sure, going to be coming sure. up next week. Now, are you going to Comic-Con? Yeah. I, after, mm-hmm. like, 10 years as a Black Tribble mm-hmm. and we us going pretty much every year, I'm kind of... Comic Con, you calmed out, yeah, I'm yeah, calmed out. I can never get tickets to the New York Comic Con. Yeah, well, New York Comic Con, to be fair, next to the the grand, the big one in San Diego, yeah. is the biggest one. Yeah, and it, it it goes crazy. Yeah, it does. It goes crazy, and you are walking like this with people. Yeah, it's yeah. fun to take in a, a, a couple of times, but sure. after that, it it can become a little. Sure, sure. I know me and we're not going to spend a whole lot of time on this, y'all. But I know you you and I have this in common that we do like the smaller. Mm-hmm. Conventions, because I know this is crazy, but they have comics there. Yeah, 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 yeah. and you have the time and the space to kind of like go through right. and look in the right. comics. Which of the big conventions, the best one to go to to actually have space, have time to 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 enjoy the whole thing is mm-hmm. probably to be fair. Your hometown, Baltimore, Baltimore Comic Con. It, it is it is the hidden gem of comic conventions. So much so that I actually don't even like talking about it like this. You don't even want to put it, it out there. Right, right. Because it really, I, I 100% agree with you. Yeah. That is the perfect big convention now. And it's the only one left like that. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Pretty so. much. So very true. But that's good to hear. Yeah, so we had a good weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things that I noticed, um, just perusing through the news and mm-hmm. I actually sent mm-hmm. this story over to you. Yes, you know, we are both huge fans of um The Heart of They Fall. The Heart of They Fall and LaKeith Stanfield. And LaKeith Stanfield. Well, well, thank you, Vincent, and Jamie Samuels. And, ja- <laughs> and Jamie Samuels. Um and there's a story in the Hollywood Reporter about uh Jamie Samuels' next project mm-hmm. which yes. he will be doing with Lakeith Stansfield, the Book of Clarence. Yes. Which is going to be his all-black biblical epic. Yes. You know, him, he, he, he was a fan of Westerns, um, which, which what made him do The Harder They Fall, mm-hmm. and wanting to depict the, you know, the these real life cowboys of the time in in this, you know, fictional Western setting. But J- Jamie Samuels is also just a, a movie fan, right? And he's of a course. fan, particularly of biblical epics, mm-hmm. um, which is which is actually kind of cool. The reason why this stood out to me is because I recently went on a deep dive, nice, and watched a whole bunch of biblical epics, nice, back to back, nice. You know, watched uh, Ben Hur, of course, um, Cleopatra, of course. Um, I watched. Oh, what else was there? A couple of like Roman movies. Okay, though, about like Julius So you Caesars. didn't you didn't do like the Ten Commandments? I didn't go Ten Commandments. Okay, only because I've seen the Ten Commandments so many times. Sure, it used sure. to be like a yearly watch, but now he's got this. Uh, uh, Jamie Samuels has this project, the 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 Book of Clarence. Yeah, which it stars uh, Lakeith Stansfield, set in and then around the time of Jesus Christ. Right. Where Lakeith Stansfield, as kind of like this, like what a, a street hustler would look like back in biblical times, right? Like, uh, gets the idea of seeing Jesus Christ walk around and like everybody, like you know, playing showing praise to him. Hey, I can get on this praise thing, it's probably a good hustle. So now he starts reporting, like, no. I'm the Messiah. Yes. And all of a sudden, people are like, I'm like, yo, that is so boss of an idea. Yeah. I absolutely Yeah. Sounds a little bit like Life of Brian. A little bit. You know, like that's sort of this thing going on right on the Uh, side side. of what's happening with Jesus. Right. Right, right. right. Across the street. Yeah. Across the street from Jesus. But you're looking forward to this a lot. I I really am. It's funny. I've always had in the back of my mind, it only had the title. Mm-hmm. But because I was a fan of these type of movies and also kind of a, a fan of like, you know, those sword and sandal movies like Gladiator mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Spartacus, Spartacus mm-hmm. which which kind of like walks both lines. Yeah. Biblical and yeah. Uh, the sword and the sword and sandal thing. I've always had an idea for like a a, a big bombastic black version mm-hmm. of that. Of that type of story, right? And the title I have, and I'm copyrighting it right here on the show Machine, so you okay. can't take this, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. The title that I have
1: mm-hmm.
0: is called "A Moor's Son." Okay. All right. And but it's all about <clears throat> when the Moors, you know, sack Italy. Mm-hmm. But it's but you know focusing on like maybe like a small family or one guy or mm-hmm. something like that, but it, it, I just think it, it it's it's a story rife for exp, exploration. Mm-hmm. Um in a film or a series in sure. some way. Sure. I like it. Like it? I like it. All right. But now you've, you you now everyone has seen the idea so we know where it came from. Yes. All right. Yes. So All right. Can't have it. So I'm looking forward to the book. Yeah, uh, me too. The book of Clarence would look LaKeith Stanfield, who mm-hmm. is just phenomenal talent. Yeah. Did you uh, watch a Changeling? The I did on? not. Okay. It's on my list. It's on I my did list, not. But yeah, I like you. LaKeith Stanfield actually just gets me in the door. He does. He does. Um, he, 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 I, I can't say I've liked everything he did only because he was in Disney's hornet mansion which is not a good movie oh it's not no i was hoping it'd be a hidden no. gem it's no. not no oh that's too bad no. it's not a hidden gem at all oh i'm glad everybody got some disney money to that's that and you man because our because because uh dear white people directed it didn't he? yes justin um simmons yeah justin simeon yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he yeah he directed it. Rosario Dawson's in it. Oh yeah, get that get that Disney money, Tiffany yo. Haddish. Oh yeah, get that Disney money. Yeah. Um, and Lakeith, Lakeith, he, look, I think he filmed Haunted Mansion in between the harder they fall and the Book of Clarence. Right, because he looks tired. He looks tired. So he he, he looks like he just got some. Right. Hey, you know that check's going clear, and I ain't mad at him. Mm-hmm. So God bless him. So I'm looking forward to him getting back to work. Okay. In the Book of Clarence. Excellent. All right. All right, Vincent. Uh, All right. We've got emails. All right. Which means that we have missives from the missionaries. Missives from the missionaries. What's going on, Lynn? We have emails, Vincent. Ooh, missives from the missionaries. Ooh. This is from the missionaries, ladies and gentlemen, uh, here in the month of Boo-tober.
1: Ooh.
0: I, I, I got a post, saw a post on social media they like when I say that. Okay, there you go. Hey, got to get the people. Give the people what they want. hmm In boo In boo So anyway, we got an email from Corey Nicole. Hey, what's up, Corey? Hi, Len and Vincent. My name is Nicole, and I just want to, hey, first up, off uh start by saying thank you for all you do i am a young listener okay and one of my favorite interests or hobbies are film and watching movies specifically black ones okay i've been listening to you guys for quite some time now and it is refreshing to find a podcast that discusses literally every black film ever made black films that rarely get talked about or fly under people's radar I listened to the bones episode and you guys uttered (laughs) the same sentiments I had about the film. Even Pam Greer couldn't even save the movie. (laughs) And it's very, very true. (laughs) Very true. But I tell people, I still recommend people see bones because it, I swear it still has the single most disgusting scene I've ever seen. Put the, put the film. When there you the, go. When this dog vomits maggots all into this guy's face. And, uh, I'm quivering wow. thinking that. I'd forgotten all about it. That stayed with you, though. Oh. Which is a sign. I mean, that's, that's a testament because to the it film. gets in dude's mouth. Yeah, that uh. gets in your mouth. Huh? Yeah. She has a question. Okay. A question I have for you both to answer is where do you rank Death by Temptation Okay, when it comes to black horror films? Since is the month of October, no, it's tober That's what I hear. It's officially spooky season, mm-hmm. and I felt it would be appropriate to ask, where would you both rank it in the black horror genre? Hmm. All in all, keep up the good work. I always look forward to the new episodes. P.S. I love the Class of 1989 series as well. What a year! Thank you, Nicole. Oh, thank you, Nicole. So, Death by Temptation. Yeah. How do you feel about Death by Temptation? Mm. I know I've, I'm pretty sure I liked it more than you, but yes, yeah. But yes. go ahead. No, that's the anthology. No, no. Which one is Death, Death by is? Temptation? Is the one oh, with I think James, Tales from the Hood. You're right with James Bond the third, and and appropriately enough, remember the black female vampire. Remember, James oh, Bond the yes. third is 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 trying to be a um, preacher, mm-hmm. and he gets seduced. Yeah. And Bill Nunn's in it. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to rank pretty low, Nicole, um, with me mm-hmm. on the Black Horror Sphere. It's not the worst. No. Don't get me wrong. Um, but it's going to rank pretty low. It's not going to... I don't hold it in with any higher claim. Yeah. I'm going to say what I'm. I'm almost positive I said when we reviewed it. It's not... That good. The execution is not that good, but it sounds like this is damning with faint praise, but it really isn't. I do think it's interesting as a snapshot of that moment. Because if you remember, the the subtext of vampirism as AIDS Mm -hmm. was barely subtext. Right. Which really was something from that moment. And, you know, you, like, like we talked about, what was it like, I think the cat people, the Anne Rice stuff. Like there were a couple, there were more than a few of the vampire things that came out in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Where clearly they were talking about AIDS. Okay. And the thing about Death by Temptation is I believe it was the only black film Or black text to kind of make that that kind of dealt with it. Yeah, yeah. I would say that. Yeah. It was also weird because I mentioned Bill Nunn, but it was like Bill Nunn, Kadeem Hardison, James Bond the Third. I feel like there was at least one more person where it was like half of the cast of school days was in it. (laughs) So it was like really bizarre. To see like the people in school days in this film that wasn't that good. And then Mm -hmm. it had this weird AIDS subtext. And remember it was like kind of, it was like really moralistic. So it's like just really a strange film. Very strange film. Uh, It stars James Bond III, like you said, Kadeem Hardison, Bill Nunn. Also Cynthia Bond was in there. The um, ever-present Samuel Jackson. There it is. That's four. Get that's there. four from School Days. Um, Can I get a fifth? From School Days, uh, let's see. Uh, that's it? Yeah, I think Just that's, the four? That's, that's it. It also started. remember, your man, John Canada Terrell. John Canada Terrell is in there. He sure is. And Guy Davis, who would then go on to, no, I think this was after, after um Beat Street. Is he in B Street, Guy Davis? I mean, is in B this Street? Guy Davis, Ozzy Davis's son? Yeah, yeah, that yeah, he's yeah, that's him in B Street. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. You like all the other biters. You take a bite and you it, lead a rest. He's <laughs> not as good of an actor as his father. <laughs> no, you don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that was him in uh, B Street. Yeah, um, yeah. So so yeah, uh, Death by temptation doesn't. It doesn't hold up. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Nicole. But It's neat we got to talk about it, though, because it's a weird movie. It's a weird movie. Yeah. But but we, you know, I always take a weird movie over a boring movie. We got another email, Vincent, from right. Michael Sykes. Hey, what's up, Michael? Joanna, man? Is the oh, oh no, You talking about all right, Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> can make it movie makes me so mad. The movie made me so mad. Hey, Len and Vincent, I just heard you podcast episode on Joanna Man. It's not the best movie, but I would argue and say that it is fair. I remember going to the movies and seeing this just like Len. There were some scenes that made me laugh out loud now and then, thanks to Tommy Davidson and the great underrated actor Miguel uh, Nune- Nunez. Mm. It's better than Monkey Hustle and Malibu Most Wanted. Wanna Man better than Monkey Hustle? Basically? I don't think it's better than Monkey Hustle. I know. I think there's way more chaotic energy in the Monkey Hustle. Uh, he asked a question: mm-hmm. Why was Genuine even in this movie? I have no idea. He felt off, had no chemistry. Tommy Davidson is a great underrated comedic actor who doesn't get a lot of praise. Mm-hmm. I know y'all are reviewing Halloween movies in October. Oh no, <laughs> that's October. That's what I hear. Branding is everything. (laughs) But when are y'all going to review South Central starring Glenn Plummer? Yeah. The Players Club. Oh, yeah. Or across 110th Street. Across 110th Street. There's some something, 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 something. That's that's all he, he has. Oh, that's, that's all. Oh, oh, oh no, that's, that's the end of the letter. That's the end. Of, that's literally the end. Of, he doesn't even say bye. <laughs> it's, it's just done. So he it, said, "South Central, I really liked. I remember. I love South Central. I might get my Gen X black man card taken. I never really liked Players Club that much. I've never seen Players Club." Oh, you're even worse than me. Yeah, I've never seen it. Yeah. I have seen scenes. Yeah. Never seen the whole movie. Yeah. So I'm I'm you know, uh, I know we will get to it. Yeah. In time. And and I have to say it because I'm in an abusive relationship with my partner. I actually don't pick 1970s movies as much as I want to. Because of all Of the disrespect (laughs) and negative energy that I get every time I pick something from the 1970s. So, you're talking about across 110th Street. It's a lot of stuff from the 70s I haven't chosen. I'm I'm fine with you choosing. Here we go. Here we go. Go ahead. ahead. It's your wheelhouse. Go ahead, Lick. It's your your brand. Go ahead. It's fine. Go ahead. Pick it. Y'all don't know when the camera goes off. Oh, let's not start talking about when the camera goes off. And all these F bombs just come flying out of your pockets. Across 110th Street is is on my list. There you go. Yeah. So put it on the table. Put it on the table. All right. Excuse me while I whip this out.
1: And and now we're back to the players club. (laughs) (laughs) So you know what? Look to be fair. To Michael, there are a ton of movies that the missionaries
0: have suggested that we Mm -hmm. review and we haven't gotten to them yet. We haven't. You know, the beautiful thing about this mission is we're going to review them all. We're going to review. It's right there in the log line. So eventually we'll get to the one that you like, ladies. Yes. Yes. And now that we've got more months that have themes, we'll probably be more inclined to get to some of these movies. I think it's the themes that make people start thinking about movies. Sure, sure. You know, like, oh, i to do this horror movie. Or, right, right, right. Do this right. sci fi movie. Right, right, right. Because it's amazing on my list of Halloween Boo Tober entries. Like Tober. Like somehow Leprechaun in the Hood has been moving up the list steadily. I'm like, boy. You, you just wanted to. Drop that out here. I'm just saying. Do not, do not want to watch Leprechaun in the. Hood. Look, if look, look. So you got like Blackenstein. We haven't done for the show. Well, okay. I don't think we did Doctor Jekyll and Mister Black for the show. Yes, we did. Do okay. So that's not on the list. We talked about talk to me, which, yeah, which but we haven't done it yet. Right. Well, I'm t- I'm right. So those are two. What else? What horror? Off the top of your head, if you had to do three more horror movies, okay, name three. Besides the two I just named. And the ones that are the, the other two for the rest of the Right, month. right, right. Leprechaun in the hood. So, like, like what else would you name? Well, I would have been, would name Event Horizon, even though I know you think that maybe is more high sci fi. But but I'll take it. But it's definitely it's kind of hard. And we definitely have more sci fi entries than horror. So Right. So I was that's actually that's actually a good pull. Event Horizon. Okay.
1: Um, Black horror films. Mm -hmm. Well, we're going
0: to do the first one next week. I was
1: about to say, you you can do the sequel to Boo. So you can do
0: Boo 2, The Boo But But I think already, the fact that you've already gone to Tyler Perry for your second choice now you've realized the problem we have. I've been thinking about this for a couple of years. Well, no, there's actually a couple of movies because um, there's um, I'm just drawing a blank on it. Regina Hall had the movie just from last year that takes place in okay. the school. Right, right. Okay, so that's right. a good one. The other, the other black girl, I think it's has, has a like, series. I thought, oh, you're yeah, right. That it's a series. Yeah. yeah, it's a series. That Regina Hall one's a good pull. Yeah. Hey, I'm done. Like I'm, I'm, I doing a blank. I, I'm I, sure there's more than a few. Look, I'm sure there's something on Tubi that we could uh, review. Look, look, now you are in real time realizing what I realized like two years ago. It's just—it's a fairly small list. It is. You're right. So, a, Leprechaun in the Hood. <laughs> It has a chance Yeah, next year. Not this year, Not this year. Not this year. It's all plugged in for this year. But thank you, Michael. Thank you, Michael, for your uh, email. And Mm -hmm. thank each and every one of you, ladies and gentlemen, that sends us email. You can always send your thoughts to the Michaud Mission at gmail.com. That's M-I-C-H-E-A-U-X-M-I-S-S-I-O-N at gmail.com. Tell us what is on your mind.
1: Top
0: five. Who's your top five? My top five is. You. My top five is. You. My top five is. You. Top five is you. And tonight, my
1: top five is
0: you. the top five is my a return to last week, Vincent. Oh yeah, because my I have found. Fa- what? Go ahead. My top five I have found. I have found. More black vampires hiding in plain sight. All right, all right. What we got, and we're going to start with number five. Number five, and and for you watching on YouTube and at home, you'll actually be able to see as we can compare mm-hmm. how these people looked in the the almost twenty years apart. Okay, in all these images. And number five, we have Lenny Kravitz. Lenny Kravitz, the singer, actor, mm-hmm. who interior designer is he an interior? Yeah, engineer? I think he had his interior design business. I believe it because Lenny Kravitz at this point is just doing side quests. Well, yeah, I, mm-hmm. I, I can definitely dig it. Yeah, um,
1: Lenny Kravitz, who I defy you to find a line. A wrinkle on this man.
0: Oh, no doubt. Yeah, but, you know, again, I'm going to say a version of what I said last week. Lenny Kravitz at 50-something looks better than Lenny Kravitz looked at 20-something. Well, okay, but th- th- I think he looks the- exactly the same. Yeah, I hated Romeo Blue. Romeo Blue? Oh, remember, oh, See, you about to trigger... I didn't know you Lenny got, Travis was a, a trigger for you. you. About to trigger seventeen-year-old Vince. Oh, you remember when when Lisa Bonet got married? Oh yes, he got they, married to Lenny Travis. No, she got married to Romeo Blue, because remember that was his stage name. I didn't. I never knew that. Oh my God! Oh, I hate. We well, almost <laughs> I never knew that. I always thought it was I, I knew him as Lenny Travis. I, I hated that. man. Because he was married to Lisa Bonet, and oh, I, okay. I didn't like it. Okay. I didn't like him married to Lisa Bonet and I did not like Lenny Kravis until he cheated on Lisa Bonet and then he was trying to get Lisa Bonet back. And then he he did, it ain't over till it's over. And I was, boy, I said that Lenny Kravis is doing work right there. Yeah. He said, I got to put these guitars down. (laughs) I got to put these guitars down. Lenny Kravitz went and got some violins. <laughs> he got some violin. It is a cry. am change the baby, it ain't over till it's <laughs> over, over, over. I said Lenny Kravitz is doing it right now. Get your woman, black man. But then he didn't. But then I was still with him. Like, I love like that he went... I know, I'm, I'm complicated. That's, yeah, that's complicated. I know, I'm complicated. <laughs> I didn't like him. I ain't like Romeo Blue. And then his hair was all stupid. But, but when he did, it ain't over till it's over. But I, you didn't like him because he took Lisa Bonet I from you. I didn't like him because he was married to Lisa Bonet. But when he messed up and then tried to fix it, that's actually... One of my favorite types of rhetoric. Black man who is messed up, but then tries to fix it. Mm -hmm. Like those are my favorite songs. Okay. Okay. That makes absolutely. I miss you. And, 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 and you used to be my girl. And, oh, I love them songs. Okay. And Lenny Kravitz was right in there. Like I said, as soon as I heard them violins, I said, oh, he doing it right now. But yes, Lenny Krafts. And no, I love Lenny Krafts. Well, he's a vampire. He is. Clean living. I don't know about that. I mean, look, man. Blood. <laughs> or or blood. Okay. It's blood. That's why his hair looks stupid. Oh, no, his hair looks good now. Well, yes, he's cut he looks it. Stupid then. He's cut it now. Good jeans. Roxy Roker was as bad as she wanted to be.
1: She was a vampire too. There you go. Well, there you go. Maybe that's how it passes on. Number four, black vampire in the mist. Mm-hmm. The model, Iman. Yeah, yeah. Now, yeah, Iman. Yeah, now, that's now. a good one. Now, I'll give
0: you Iman is a woman that looks better now. Yeah, than she did then, and she was fun. Yeah, has never has never not been fine, and. Has never had plastic surgery. Yeah, She's actually a little scary. Like, this is actually a really good vampire. That's a vampire, Because though. if it, like, like, if you, some situations, Imams like, yeah, I should have saw this coming.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, because I, 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 I don't believe me, but I'm telling you, if you go to Egypt, and you look in the hieroglyphics. Iman is on the hieroglyphics. Yeah.
0: I'm a little uncomfortable talking about this. I'm, del- I'm telling you, dog. Like, she dated Tut. Yeah, let's not stumble into something. We've already have. I All think, right. I'm like, I just don't want to, like, put it loud on the radar. That's the only reason why she ain't number one. Yeah. But she. That's a good one. Look, man. Yeah, that's a good one. Look, man. All right, moving on. Trust me, David David Bowen ain't dead. Oh, okay, go ahead. He's not. She she got him, like, you know, somewhere. Anyway. You're talking about people I gave dab. Like, I always gave David Bowen. Like, how do you step to Iman? Hello, Iman, I'm David Bowie. Do you think he stepped to her? Do you think she probably said, come here. Yeah, well. Yeah. Because I, I could have went either way. She said, come here. She's been, he- she been here forever. Yeah, yeah. She's been here forever, man. She's like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right, go ahead. Because I, I don't like talking about it, mama. <laughs> all right, number three. Number three. This person, of all of them, is a vampire and looks like a vampire. Okay. Pharrell Williams. Pharrell Williams. He's a goat. yeah. He looks like a vampire. Yeah. I mean, the hairless thing does help him get it over. Yeah, yeah. But like, if you look, if you like really like squint at that brother, yeah, he looks like he stepped off the the set of Blade Three. Yeah, yeah. That's another good one. He's a he's a straight up he's that's a straight up vampire good man. One. Yeah, and, yeah. And he's you know he's sucking he's sucking
1: blood. He's sucking people's uh, music royalties. Like he's. <laughs> Very nice. (laughs) He killed Robin Thicke's career. Look.
0: So I'm telling you. Look. All right. All right. Number two. Number two. Black Vampire Hiding in the Mist. Yes. On the low. On the low. And this is your girl. Uh Uh-oh. Gabrielle Union. Yeah. That's real talk. Gabrielle Union. That is real talk. Could still play the cheerleader. Well, you know. From what? You got served, isn't that it? Um, um, bring it on. Bring it on. You yeah. know, that's my favorite Gabriel, Gabrielle Union flex. I know. Like on Halloween a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. she actually put on the clover uniform. hmm Yeah. Yeah. She, she knows she's fine as she won't be. Yeah, yeah. Yes. That's what happens yeah. when you've been walk, daywalking. Since you were born, yeah, that's the that's the other thing about she. She's a daywalker, yeah. And now she done turned um, Dwayne Wade. Look, man, cause you ever look at Dwayne Wade really now? He, like he he looked like he he just like one of them followers, man. Believe it or I not, I think he don't got spend like a crest on the back, Dwayne Wade. Cause you don't follow sports, right? But if you follow sports, you could see how this man's career has gone. And you Does he still see- play? No, he's retired. Who are you looking at for? Cause he, he, cause he shows up every place with her. No, he's got like game. He hosts game shows now. He Hosts game shows now. Yeah, and he and he talks about basketball. Talks like he's one of the broadcaster dudes. The broadcast. When she when she allows him out. When she allows him out. Because he can't walk in the sun. Only she can okay, walk she in the, the sun. She's the day walker. The day walker. That's fair. All right. All right. All right. All right. And now the number one. The number one. Yes. Because this one. Is the one that turned all these vampires. Okay. Is it Neil Long again? No, she's a succubus. Right. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, keep moving, keep moving. But This is the one that you gave me. Okay. And I went and got receipts, and you're right. Okay. Who are you talking about? Blair Underwood. Look, Look, man, look. Blair Underwood. Look. It's not a game. It is not a game. Because here's the thing. Blair Underwood was King Tut. Yeah. Yeah. What? (laughs) What? Like, you hear people say Blair Underwood was on L.A. Law. And you're like, L.A. Law? How long ago was L.A. Law on? And it's like, exactly. Right. But it wasn't that he was on L.A. Law. He wrote law in LA. He wrote law in Back LA. In the like 17th. In the 17th. Yeah. It was like his name was like Larrington Underwoodington, And he had like lamb chops. He was a free Negro. A free Negro barrister. My dear sir. He had like a Frederick Douglass dude. And like the lamb chops.
1: As a free Negro of the territories,
0: and he was like writing law. Mm-hmm. Did you watch the Bass Reeves trailer? No, I haven't. It looks good. Who's is it? Uh, David O'Yellowwell? Uh, Yellowwell? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks good because you know the Yellowstone dude made it, and I, you know that's sort yeah, of, that's that's what's right, that right. And Yellowstone is it. like the equivalent of Dad Rock. So like I, but the trailer looked good. Okay, well, yeah, like you judge things by the trailer. Look, you, and and you're right, but the, but but yeah, the trailer looks good. Had me way more interested than I planned on being. Okay. So is not that going to be like a? It's going to be on like Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, it, yeah. 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 Well, but Blair Underwood as it, undead vampire king
1: is the king. The exactly. King. Yeah, the absolutely. King. The king, Absolutely, Blair Underwood. Blair so, Underwood. Well, there you go. There you go. That is more black vampires. Now, let's stop hiding and playing. talking about these
0: vampires in case some of this is true. And then we
1: get There's no. Did you look
0: at Blair Underwood? Like everybody else's picture was from like 2000 mm-hmm. to 2020. Mm-hmm. Blair Underwood from, was from 1985. I know. That's what I'm saying. 1985. dude played a lawyer on LA Law like 40 years ago. So, all right. All right. Now it is time to move on to the game of
1: Kings. Yes. Tuts. And Pharaohs and Tutises. Tutises? Tutises and Pharaoh's Lady Tuts. Lady Tuts. Lady Tuts. Did we talk about King Tut? Did were, were me and you
0: talking about King Tut on um Batman 66? Did we talk about King Tut? We did not. Yeah, I was That saying, was played by Victor Brown. Right, right, I was saying King Tut is the only one that made me think maybe he, because remember, King Tut always had ladies. Mm-hmm. Like he had lady henchmen. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that King Tut, he, what, 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 slow down, Batman. What's King Tut got to say? Because like King Tut had a whole deal. He had ladies. He did have ladies. Like the rest of them just had like goons. Yes. And one lady. Sometimes they'd have one lady. Right, right. But it was like his lady. But like, King Tut had ladies. It was nothing plural. but ladies.
1: Like, whatever was, King Tut was, was laying down, people were picking it up. What are we talking about King Tut? <laughs> you went on this <laughs> this track.
0: I let you go. Go, go ahead. It was so, your turn. You're right, right. Time for the Kings. Yes. <laughs> Keep it yeah. in the theme. All right, thematic. We talked about black vampires. Yes. These are other vampires hiding in our mist. Okay. Of other races. Okay. All right. All right. Who we got? Number one. Number one. You know what, uh, Dylan? I'm going to start with number two first. Oh, we're going to start with number two. Number two first. Okay. Black vampire hiding in a mist. Wait. Might this un- I thought this is non-black vampire. A non non, non- black vampire. All right, okay. I King Tut threw you. We will not be submitting this one for award consideration, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> this is rip up your balance now. <laughs> no, Deborah Battle, I have not been drinking. No, actually, I was. I drank. Oh, hey, no free advertising. I drank some sparkling oh grapefruit. Okay. Um.
1: I think Dylan spiked it. What happened? Non-black vampire number two
0: that I'll be connecting Dervil Martin <laughs> in the six, films, in or six less. films or less would be. Thank you for getting us
1: back. On hey, track. if
0: look, we are, look, everyone knows I'm the one that stays on the straight narrow. So,
1: come on, let's go. Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer Aniston. I
0: would consider her, oh, for God she looks sake. the same as she oh, did on Friends. God. That was oh, about 15, God, 20 for years God's ago. Sake. Oh, God. It's not shown oh, much my age. Oh, God. The, the work that I have seen, oh, you, you, Mr. Know, you, you know, I, Jennifer Aniston's always a hard one for me because I feel like we've talked oh, about her. Before. white, I know. Oh, because <laughs> I don't think she's. I, I think. She's done fair, a fair amount of movies. Yes, there. none of them are that good. Okay, but she's done some okay movies. Oh, for God's sake. All right, let me see. So, Jennifer Aniston.
1: Let's get to her real quick, and, so we can talk about something besides Jennifer Aniston. Um, Derval Martin is in Five on the Black Hand Side uh, with Dick Anthony Williams.
0: Dick Anthony Williams is in Um Mobetta Blues with Samuel Jackson. Samuel Jackson. Is in *Eve's Bayou* with Megan Good. Megan Good is an anchorman too, with um, Will Ferrell, who is in old school with Vince Vaughn, who is in like about eight movies already, aren't you? Am I? Start over. I, I. Dick Anthony Williams. Right. Samuel Jackson. Samuel Jackson. Megan Good. Uh, Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. Oh, so okay. No. Oh, Vince Vaughn. And Vince Vaughn is in um that movie. The what is it? The X's or the, the movie with Jennifer Aniston? The breakup. Yeah, the breakup. Okay. Yeah. All right, very good. Because I didn't know where you were going from Vince. No, 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 no. Yeah. All right, very good. Very right, good. Right. Um. Go. No, no, I'm not going to say anything. Go ahead. Who's uh, Who's the next one? This other number one. Uh huh. Vampire. Vampire. Non-black. Non-black. Hiding in the mist. Hiding
1: in the in our midst. Daniel Day Kim. Daniel Day Kim. Probably more popularly known from Lost. Yeah, yeah, but he's been in stuff. He has been. Trying to remember what do I know Daniel Day Kim from in the movies though. So Daniel Day Kim His most recent movie was this year. He was in Joyride. Oh, Primarily which Asian? I was about to say, I actually wanted to see Joy Ride. Daniel Day Kim has he done any voice work? He's done quite a bit of voice work. So was Daniel Day Kim in? Was he in one of the Kung Fu Pandas? I don't think he was in one of the Kung Fu Pandas. No, he was not. I said quite a bit of uh,
0: voice work. I'm actually only really seeing two movies that he was in voice. One was a a pretty prominent film. I don't know if you've seen it, though, because it's fairly recent.
1: I don't know if, like... He was, like, in Seeing Red? No, he was not seeing... red Around that time, though. 2021. And I'm not sure if you saw this. Rhea and the Last Dragon? Oh, I didn't. I don't remember what he was in. He was in the most recent reboot of Hellboy? Oh, yeah, nobody saw that. It was completely unnecessary. I mean, if I had to, I could get there through Dave Harbour. Mm-hmm. Anything that wouldn't be boring for me
0: to get to? He was in the Divergent series, movies. Oh, 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 oh I certainly didn't see those. You didn't see those? He was in that whole series? It, it, well, there was, he's in two of them. I was about to say, because didn't the third one get canceled? Yeah, I think so. Good for him now. He was also in Spider-Man too. Yeah, that's no fun. I'm trying not to use the Marvel sludge. Okay, fair enough. Uh, he was in mm, Cradle to the Grave oh wait that's a DMX movie right yes that's a DMX and Aaliyah that isn't Aaliyah is, in that mm, I don't think so it's um, DMX and Jet Li yeah Aaliyah's right in that's uh, other Jet right. this is after she passed that's after she passed okay well let's work with those
1: those are fun so, um, let's see if I can do this and not run out. Dervo Martin, I might be too cute and I might run out, but
0: let's see. Dervo Martin. You are cute. Oh, thank you. Dervo Martin is, I told me to tell you that. is in, um, Hitman. With Bernie Casey. Mm-hmm. Bernie Casey is in Cornbread Earl and Me. And I'm wrong. No, I'm right. Bernie Casey is in Cornbread Earl and Me, mm-hmm. another 70s film that we haven't talked about that we should sooner than later, with Lawrence Fishburne when he was still going by Larry there, Fishburne. Yep. Lawrence Fishburne is in, I believe, The Matrix Reloaded with Jet Li. The Matrix we okay. And then Jet Li is in Cradle to the Grave with Daniel Dae Kim apparently. Yes. Yeah. Another film that like those those weird like that remember that weird moment where DMX was making movies? I mean, he was the man. DMX had a moment where he was the
1: man in the hip hop um I think 50 comes and steals his something. It always seemed like, appropriately enough, Method Man should have been doing more in movies
0: at that moment. Like, I always felt like DMX was doing the movies that Method Man should have been doing. Yeah, see, but the thing is, Method was very much still a character. And I don't think. I mean, I, I guess DMX. Well, actually, when you see the documentary on DMX, DMX was. He was DMX. He wasn't really a character. But Meth was...
1: I've always felt like Method kind of like hid a lot of his more artistic
0: um, um, vibes or inclinations. Have you watched the Wu-Tang show on Hulu? No. It's okay. Like I'm not pushing it, Mm -hmm. but it's okay. It's interesting to see them Kind of, because it touches on something like Method Man. Like played lacrosse in high school. Yeah, yeah. It was like you, you know, but he, but he, he but he wouldn't put yeah, it on. Right, he, right, he, right. He would stay. Yeah, you know, wanted to stay like you know in that character, that Method right. Man in, right. in that tour Fairly recently, but right, but yeah, yeah. Which is why I think he has taken to acting as well as he has. I, I think he's a really good actor. He's a very good actor. Yeah, yeah. Very good, actually. So. A very talented actor. Yeah, so, all right, well, there you go. Well, well done, Vince. Yeah, well, thank you. Thank you. And Day Kim's a good one. Yeah. I try. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: All right. All right. It is now time, ladies and gentlemen, to move on into our review. Of vampires versus the Bronx. In the month of... Ooh, Tober. I
0: know my voice cracked. I'm going through <laughs> puberty. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't. Know. I can't call it. I can't call it. We'll be right back with our movie review after we step to these messages. It's your girl, Gloria, coming in at you live. If you see a kid that's riding a bike two sizes too big for him, that's this little man trying to save the neighborhood. And speaking of saving the neighborhood, what's up with all these missing person flyers? Yo, check out the courthouse. They're turning it into apartments? Y'all know how this starts. Them white people with canvas bags? That's always the first sign. Hey, what you doing down here, bro? It's too late to fight back now. We are going to wipe you out like the vermin you are.
1: We got vampires in the Bronx. Nobody gonna care
0: that Slim disappeared. Why? Because he's a gangbanger? Nah, homie. Because he's from the Bronx, like us. There's a lot of things happening in this neighborhood right now. Keep your eyes open. All right. Yo, that was mad vague, dog. You what do you uh, do for work? Real estate. Are you seriously out at night when you know there's a couple of vampires running around? We're gonna need some garlic and some wooden steaks, like right the hell now.
1: Going to the nest and take out every last one of
0: them. One night with you guys, and I already have vampires and thugs trying to kill me. Ah!
1: Vampire! Go!
0: Vampires! Versus the Bronx. When a trio of friends discover a sinister plot to destroy their neighborhood, they decide to band together to save their borough from vampires. Starring Jaden Michael, Gerald W. Jones III, Gregory Diaz, and actors showing up such as Method Man mm-hmm. and a fan, uh, a fan favorite in my house. The young Coco Jones. Yes. Directed by That's Osmani Master. Rodriguez. This was the choice of Lynn Webb. Lynn, how would you like to start our discussion on the epic battle between vampires and the Bronx? This is a movie that promises just from the title that you know what you're going at. Mm-hmm. You know this is going to be like a almost like a B movie just dumb fun, Mm -hmm. right? It's vampires versus the Bronx. This sounds like incredible. This sounds like a movie that could have been made in 1974, 1975, Mm -hmm. um, put out in by the, um, you can see like, um, like you can see like truck Turner just showing up and just start bashing, (laughs) um, um, vampires, uh, in the Bronx, in this movie, like just from the title. Right. Um, So it it evokes that type of sentiment in somebody like me or you. Mm -hmm. But if you're a person of perhaps a younger age, this title springs to mind a slept on uh, film of the, what, early 2000s? Yeah, that's right. Um, A British film, Attack the Block. Attack the Block. Which is all about these, uh, these, aliens that crash land in a, to a London neighborhood and these gang of teenagers basically get together and fight to fight the aliens mm-hmm. right and save their neighborhood so going into this movie you're thinking oh if this is just a 70s b movie I'm here I'm here for it mm-hmm. and if it is a slept on gem like Attack the Block, a film that gave the world John Boyega. Yes, it did.
1: I'm here for that Mm -hmm. as well. And the second the movie starts with like kind
0: of like a graffiti, you know, title, title card of Vampire in the Bronx, Mm -hmm. you're like, okay, all right, we're going 70s. I'm with it you know load up i just got some my order of gourmet popcorn so okay. i'm like i'm ready i'm read, ready to go ready to go and then the movie starts and young jaden michael appears on the screen riding his his bicycle through the town he's trying to save the town because you find out that they're they're going to be closing like this bodega as there are there is this real estate company that is moving in to the bronx and they are Slowly, not only gentrifying the entire Bronx, mm-hmm. but one by one, people who are selling their real selling their homes or selling their businesses, they are gone. Like they are either leaving in the middle of the night,
1: mm-hmm.
0: or people have just lost complete track of them. And the uh, like any independent film it wears a lot of its trappings right on its sleeve so the real estate company is like Morneau properties or, or something like that which is basically a name that is taken from historic vampire mm-hmm. and yeah. dracula lore yeah. um the 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 logo is actually the image of Vlad the Imp- impaler yes who is yes. yes. basically the real life um uh inspiration for Poor Dracula, um, and the whole idea of these vampires coming into the Bronx and gentrifying the Bronx um, is interesting because they're seen as like these white Europeans,
1: yeah, yeah, moving
0: yeah. moving in young, slick, you know, <laughs> with with their white bags mm-hmm. and their long coats, um, so that commentary is there and is right for for discussion but again jaden michael on the mic on the bike bicycle riding through the bronx trying to save his neighborhood running into his to his friends um played by gerard jones uh as bobby and gregory diaz as louise and the three of them Basically, are our, our window into the Bronx that is created here. Yeah.
1: They, unfortunately, do not have any charisma oh.
0: nor chemistry with one another, so that you are not engaged via this window into the world. Mm-hmm. The trappings of the world seem kind of cool. There's scenes where there's young uh, Afro-Latinas sitting on sitting, uh, uh, Latin people sitting out on the, the corner, like, cracking jokes. Um, that's kind of cool. There's a girl that goes around doing, like, a, a video... V- a vlog throughout the Bronx. She's got some energy as she's popping in and showing, like, all of the gentrification going on. It's like, what's going on here? What's going on here? That's kind of fly. You got these... One of the great running jokes is, like, these two girls who are totally oblivious to everything... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that is going on and they just walk across this, looking in their screens just like oh my god can you believe that she did that and that's all that happens they just walk across the yeah. screen it is so funny it's one of the, the funniest um recurring jokes in the in the movie um uh th- some of the adults uh have have cool moments uh dio uh, no, so um uh mero from host. Dehesos and Meryl. Mm-hmm. Um, he shows up uh, running the bodega. Uh, he's funny. He's cool. He gives a lot of um, grounding to this mm-hmm. to the movie. Um, Zoe Saldana, Blink blinking, you miss her. Does him a solid. It does him a solid. Like you in knew the she beginning, did him. She did him a solid in the beginning of the movie, and really gets the movie starting off on a bang. It's it basically, and it, it basically is the Drew Barrymore scene from, uh, Scream. from mm-hmm. Scream. Zoe Saldana does that in the top of the movie. So she gets the movie uh, starting off right. Mm-hmm. And then you also see a favorite of mine, and a favorite if you watch any show on HBO, Shea Whigham is yes. showing up in this movie. So now you're like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. solid actor yeah, in this movie. I'm here for it. But you're... you're your window into this world and the persons that you follow throughout this entire world are your three, the three young boys. And I don't think either three of them at this stage in their career mm-hmm. in 2020 are strong enough actors um, to get over what is pretty much basic script. There's nothing, the script is not changing the game in, in, in any way, but I don't think they really get, get the lines over and nor, as I mentioned, I don't think they have any chemistry hmm. with one another at all. And because they have the only time there's any type of chemistry starts to formulate between this group is when your girl Coco Jones mm-hmm. shows up, and, uh, and even though she's kind of like interspersed throughout the whole movie, but it's not until like the second, the last third of the movie that she becomes one of the crew.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and then it starts to pop with a little bit of energy, but then they quickly run her off. Well, I mean, and she I doesn't return to. to the end. Of, well, yeah. you kind of have to because one, she hasn't been there through the whole movie, and two, when she does come in, she actually runs the risk of stealing the movie from mm-hmm. him, uh, and I would have loved her to be in there from the uh, from the jump, because her her character I think it has a very interesting vibe. It's not, not super touched on, but she it comes from uh, a Haitian descent. <laughs> My favorite line in the whole movie. <laughs> uh, so she already has like experience. <laughs> she says I'm Haitian. My grandmother been getting me ready for this my whole life. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so she she's ready. She's ready for this game. So and that comes early. So you're like, "Oh, give me more. Give me more." But th- th- they run her off in the movie. Um and it really is a shame because you you sense from the direction from the the writer director Is Martinez mm-hmm. that, you know, he's not like I said, he's not trying to change the game with with the uh, with this script but he is trying to have a little bit of fun right mm-hmm, absolutely um and i'm not going to knock him it's just like a i think he's like very early in his directing career so i think it's it's competently directed but he puts everything on the shoulders of these of these three kids. And I just think that they let him down. I do think that the pacing could have been a little bit quicker as far as the, the editing on the movie to help kind of like sell some of the action and maybe sell some of the rhythm of the of the of the dialogue and the jokes that are in there. Because this, while it is a horror movie, it is also a bit of a comedy and mm-hmm. you know, turn it. You know, and these these are kids. Um, there's not there's no gore in there in here at all. I don't even think there's really any blood. I think I the old, know for it to, yeah. Yeah, the that's only true. blood that shows up is on somebody's teeth. Yeah. And even then it's barely there. Yeah. Um, so and that's fine. I'm not knocking it for it. You know, it plays it safe. But I just think that these these three kids are the letdown of the movie, and ultimately I found myself um I'm not going to damn it because it's not attack the block. Right. But it had an opportunity to be something. And I just think it it doesn't get there. Yeah. I, I, I disagree. I, I like the kids. Like, I like the kids. I, I thought they did fine. I thought they did mm. fine. I think they're young. And and to your point, I I completely agreed with your assessment that once Coco Jones comes in, which in their defense, both... I think liter- literally and within the movie, mm-hmm. she's like two or three years older than them. Okay. Yeah. but yeah, as soon as Coco Jones is on the screen, everything shifts her way. But I thought they were fine. I-, I liked them and and In full disclosure, it may be because this film charmed the hell out of me. Really? I really. Really enjoyed this film and and i thought i th- i th- I thought the film did a wonderful job creating this sense of place like this felt like a neighborhood that you understood why they were fighting for it i think um tonally it reminded me of of the film's that I miss and love so much from the eighties. And we talked about a few of them last week, you know, whether it's Fright Night or, or, or the Goonies mm-hmm. where, where there was this wonderful kind of tonal sweet spot that you got in the eighties where there were stakes because people die in this movie. And, and, yeah. you, you know, as again, back to Zoe Saldana, which shout off for Zoe Saldana, who, apparently waded through, I always assume Zoe Saldana's mansion just has money. (laughs) All like she just has to wade through all the money for her showing up and doing this film a solid. Mm -hmm. And and as you said, a very effective first scene people die in this movie. There are stakes, but it never really loses sight of the kind of humor. And there is a light touch Mm -hmm. to it. Speaking of it as a neighborhood, you mentioned Coco Jones and, and this wonderful line where, you know, of course, it's, it's a vampire movie and, and there's always a part of a vampire movie where, where the one group of people who have seen the vampires have to convince Everybody everyone else. else. Yeah. And when they go to her, as you said, she believes immediately and, and they're like, why are you so? And she's like, you know, I'm Haitian. So, so my grandmother been getting me ready for this. Right. I love going back to the sense of place This sense that these are ordinary people Mm -hmm. like there was there was a shift, like there was a twist that I was waiting to come that never came. Uh, Method Man, speaking of Method Man, plays a priest and you know us. We're always trying to figure out the twist. We're always trying to figure out what's going to happen. And let's be real. If you've seen Method Man on like social media or anyway in the past eight years, he's always doing some push ups. Or or lifting weights or something. So, like, you, you're you waiting for the moment where Method Man is going to rip off his shirt. And be, like, the hero. And be the hero and, like, I've been looking for these vampires the whole time. And it's like, no, he's actually just a priest. Yeah, he's just a priest. He's actually just a guy that owns a bodega. These are actually just their mothers and grandmothers. And they actually get pissed at the vampires when they commit the cardinal sin of insulting the Bronx, yes. So I love that part and of one, it. One girl throws a timberland. One girl <laughs> throws a timberland at her, which is the most stereotypical.
1: But is it really that stereotypical New York thing of all time? I loved the 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 sort of internal logic of the vampire stuff.
0: Like 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 one of my one of, one of my nerd hobbies. Mm-hmm. is thinking about the logistics of being a vampire. Okay. Like, what would that... Act? And, and we've talked about this several times where, I, where I, I just do not understand why no one thinks about the fact that if you were a vampire, you would prey on poor people and, and brown people and black people because nobody cares. Mm-hmm. And at one point, they they say that, you know, if we disappeared, nobody would care because we're here in the Bronx. So they touch on that, but then the whole... Plot of them regentrifying the Bronx. I'm thinking, well, that doesn't make sense because if you regentrify it, you're going to bring other people here. Yeah. But then they have this brilliant detail where they talk about, and, and you know, I'm going to, spo- you know, it's, it's it's a little spoiler, but I, it's it's clever enough. I'm trying to make people con- convince them to watch it, where vampires can't come into a place unless they're invited. And this is actually a plot detail. But part of the reason they're buying up all the property is because then the property will belong to them. And they don't have to be invited. And they don't have to be invited in. And I said, that is genuinely clever. That, that was clever. I just forgot our boy's name. Which one? The, the actor that we like, who plays the familiar. Shea Wiggum. Shea Wiggum. There's this wonderful exchange Between one of the boys and Shea Wiggum, who's a familiar, and of course, like, you you know, you always see these familiar. And I've never, I never understood the familiar thing. Like, I never understood this, oh, I'm working for the vampire because he's going to turn me. Mm -hmm. Because it never, ever happens. And if you pay attention, they never say he's going to turn me like he turned Jonathan. Like, it's never a vampire around that used to be a familiar. Like, I was a familiar until 1983, and then I got turned. <laughs> it's always a vampire who's like 800 years old, and then this dumbass familiar. And I'm like, dude, read the room. Or if you get turned, and this was maybe my second favorite line, do you think the hierarchy is going to change? You so say you're just gonna be there, bitch, forever. That's what Bobby the young boy says. Right, Bobby says. the young boy says. And I'm like, Bobby is making really good points about vampire logistics. Yeah, see, now I I he does make good points, but Bobby is one of the younger boys. Yes. And what I didn't like about that scene, I like the point that he was making. Yes. But one. I think the point he him making that scene I think is we're meant to take it as an allusion to sure what's going it, on what's going on internally with him and, in and regards to his right, his the, brother right his, his, his history of his brother who lost his life right to, to the not, streets re- to the streets and mm-hmm. we're not really shown it we're not shown right. it how or why because right. it, it is happened. a light touch right yeah um so but I don't know if the connection really lands. So some people may not make that connection. Mm-hmm.
1: Um and also that scene doesn't p- play fair with the
0: level of intelligence that Bobby has shown throughout the movie. Oh, I don't think that's and true. And returns to later on.
1: I think I think Bobby First of all, I think he's actually like a kid. Like, I think he's actually like a kid. And kids,
0: I mean, that's how kids are. Kids are smart and they're dumb within the same three minutes. Mm, I guess. I I think that seemed uh, seemed a little bit more perceptive than he had let on. I think Bobby was doing the best he can, but the best he can is what a 12-year-old does were 13. I I couldn't quite nail down. I was thinking they were 12 13 years old. I I was thinking about 13. Yeah, 13 years old. And they're running old. around by themselves.
1: Right. But I'm also not really passionate enough about those characters to fight for them.
0: Like like I really do think you, you know when you were saying you you were talking about it's not fair to Compared to Attack the Block, which which I agree with, because, you know, John Boyega is just is is just lightning in a bottle. Yeah. And, and, and you think about, you know, even the kids on Stranger Things, mm-hmm. like I love the Stranger Things kids, but the, but like I always kind of go eh, because they're all very polished and very professional. Mm-hmm. But I think about the kid in Fright Night who I don't even remember his name. I remember about the. I think about the Corys, yeah. in um, Lost Boys, mm-hmm. where you know the Corys were never that good. No, and and other you know they're kids. I think about all the Goonies, you know all the Goonies. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know I think part of the reason we all loved River Phoenix so much in Stand by Me, is because like River Phoenix is st- he's like Tupac in um poetic justice, sitting next to these other three kids. Well, you know they're kids. Well, I think you're talking about Tupac in um, not poetic juice. justice. Yeah, no, no, in poetic justice with Janet Jackson. Oh, well, yeah, I am thinking more and, in juice because yeah. he's because he's next to right. Well, I guess Omar Epps is. Yeah, of, so you know, like I don't think you're wrong about the kids not being that good of you know that I mean the, see, but you like you talk about. But exactly. I also don't think you have to be. Yeah, but you talk about like don't wanna uh, compare it to attack the block but in attack the block yes Gi- john Boriegas uh sells the movie he mm-hmm. he he kills it um and he but he's a kid in the movie i mean not that young he's, okay but he's 17 still, 18 years old okay but he's still he's still he's still not a all right fair yeah. fair enough all right but he is surrounded by kids in that movie mm-hmm. as well some of them close to his age but some younger right they all fit. They all work together. There okay. is there's a rhythm that they all have. They feel like they are friends. These three feel like they were cast, and they don't feel they 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 each are basically a um a stereotype. You know, mm-hmm, sure. Jaden Michaels is like the little mayor, right? Kind of like you know pro-everything, pro, pro everything. you know, you got your nerdy boy in Louise, sure. and then you've got Bobby who's like, you know, being, you know, right. one foot in the street, one foot in the streets, don't know where, where he wants to go. It's very rote by the numbers. Uh, <laughs> and I just don't think that, um, yeah, it's just, they, I, they let me down. I, I just didn't enjoy that. Think you've been spoiled the past ten years with kid actors. I mean, I'm not spoiled. I don't yeah. I, because I'll give an actor a pass. Yeah, like I think you know, I'm not. I'm and you're right. They're not bad, right, I but I just don't think they. I think in a film that doesn't have a whole lot of other stuff to kind of like maybe like if the adults are given more to do mm-hmm. and are more and part of the film, then maybe they can. You know, I. I'm liking the film because at least while well, I'm getting a lot of them. Right, Method Man, you talk about he's a priest. He really ain't in the movie that much. Oh, you get this. and not giving much to do. You, you you get the sense Method Man was doing him a sound. He was probably too. doing a sound. Zoe Saddam is doing a sound. Yeah. Shea Wiggum, he's in and out, but yeah. he's. To be fair, and I love him. He's he's he's, he's mailing this one in. Yeah, yeah, You know, so and and the adults aren't giving much to right, do. Right. I, I'm I've never been a huge fan of Chris Red. But I liked him. He's good in this. Yeah. Yeah. But he's he's allowed to stay in his lane. But even then. Right. You want a little bit more from him. Going on. I feel like it was enough going on. Like I could pick from it. All of it. Uh, I liked it. I I did. I liked it. I actually am surprised that you liked it. I did. They charmed these kids. They did. They charmed the hell out of me. I actually really liked the story. Like, yeah, they They did. They did, and, and, I'm a, and I am a sucker for these. The whole community rises up. And everyone getting angry when they mentioned the Bronx cracked me up. That was, yeah. I mean, I mean it has moments. Right, right. It right. does have moments, but yeah. it's just, you know, ultimately. Yeah, I think, I actually think this would be a good double feature with Attack the Block. I think you got to start with this. Yeah. You gotta get this out of the way. You gotta start with this. Like you can't watch this after attack the block. Yeah. Play this at four o'clock. But, but I I did, I like these kids. And again, as someone who is, who's a fan, like, I'm actually a fan of stranger things. Like I've enjoyed, and I've enjoyed watching these kids grow up. Mm -hmm. And, but, but even from the first season, as someone who was old enough to remember the eighties movies when they, like we just named the big ones, but you know, I don't know, like monster squad or like, like, you know, there was always something charming about the kid actors who were just like, like, you know, they were kids. It's, yeah. Like they were kids. just like, they were actually kids. So that when you saw someone again, like river Phoenix, mm mm-hmm. It was like a revelation. It was like, oh shit, this boy is act like this boy is actually acting a little bit, as opposed to the other kids that you know. As soon as the camera moved around, they were kind of messing around with each other, like the Corys. Yeah, this seems off topic, but it's also very relevant. Did you watch the Ninja Turtles movie? The Most recent, one? the most recent one. I started it. You didn't like it. I I was just. No, here's the thing. Here's the thing about Ninja Turtles. Um I like the concept of the Ninja Turtles. God bless them. God bless their success. Mm-hmm. The most recent one which is uh which is animated, yeah. animated in a very cool fashion. Yeah, yeah, very stylized. Very stylized. Enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Enjoyed enjoy the style. Mhm. But as I was turned it on and was sitting down and I had put set aside time to sit and watch it. Mhm. As they were going through their, their you know their 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 shtick, I realized that I don't care about them. I just don't care about the Ninja Turtles. They don't. They just don't do it for me. God bless them. I'm not not saying anything bad about them. They just don't do it for me. See, I'm probably the opposite. I've always hated the Ninja Turtles. Like, always I hated always them. Always hated the, the the. Well, I've never liked the movie. Never. I never liked the movies. I never liked the concept. You know, just be old, curmudgeon comic fan. I didn't like the way they, you know, there was the, it was the, the parody. Yeah, it was the parody. of like Miller stuff in the comics, never like any yeah. of it. This apparently is the first time they had actual kids doing the voices. Doing the voices for th- these kids, those kids charmed the hell out of me. I love those kids in the Ninja Turtles movie mm. so much. And it reminded me of, of like, like they're like actual kids. So I liked it. I liked it. And much like this, none of the voice actors, like none of the voice actors in the Ninja Turtles can be in the Miles Morales movies. <laughs> like this is all real charming, but when it's time to make um Beyond, what, what's, what's the final one going to be? Beyond the Spider-Verse. Beyond the Spider-Verse. Yeah, y'all going to have to sit that out. Like y'all can't be in this. But for this, I liked it, and I kind of felt the same way about this. So, okay. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Okay. All right. All right. So, I guess the question, of course, though, what is would you recommend it? Okay. I don't think I don't think you're missing anything by missing Vampire on the Bronx okay. versus the Bronx. Okay. I would recommend it. I like. I actually think. I think it's a really cool. Entry into that 11, 12 year old market. Cause like you said, it's not gory. Um, There are stakes, mm. which, which you, pardon the pun, you know, I think there, there should be stakes in these. Cause again, the eighties movies, there, there were stakes, mm. like people died and it was
1: stuff. Um, I love the fact that there was no sort of outside,
0: superpower yeah. mythology because you kind of set it up for it and there wasn't so you know I love this sort of community thing I enjoyed it I enjoyed it so I guess we have a split decision so you would recommend I would I would vampire I would I wouldn't would. versus and, the Bronx. yeah and there were moments like every four or five minutes somebody would say something that would make me laugh like I don't think the script is is August Wilson or anything, but I have to say every four or five minutes somebody would say something that would make me laugh. All right. So, so ladies and gentlemen, you can choose to enjoy twenty five minutes of Vampire versus the Bronx, or like me, you can watch Attack the Block again. But before we tell you what we're going to be reviewing next week
1: in October.
0: I invite you to follow the Me Show Mission on all your social media, at Me Show Mission on Instagram, at Me Show Mission on Facebook, at show Mission on Twitter, at Me Show Mission on YouTube, where you can subscribe and hit the bell to be notified of when we put up our uh new videos, our new shorts, or when we are going live with our show, which streams every Tuesday night, at 7 p.m. Eastern from Yunk Chunk, Philadelphia's. Premier video palace for podcasts. Come in, talk to Terry, talk to all of the guys here. Dylan, we keep him hermetically sealed, but you can <laughs> talk to everybody else. Not about in a coffin. Getting your time. No, no, Dylan doesn't do coffins. Um, never thought I'd say that line. Uh Dylan. <laughs> Yeah, come here. Go to thevideocontentfactory.com the video and book your time in one of the fantastic studios here at Yunk Junk. All right? Michelle Mission is also a proud member of The Podglomerate. Thepodglomerate.com. They make podcasts work, such as ours, who you can contact by sending us an email at michellemission at gmail.com. That's M-I-C-H-E-A-U-X
1: M-I-S-S-I-O-N at gmail.com. Next week, here on the Michelle Mission, Vincent talks smack, but he could have felt free to choose
0: a movie from the 1970s. It's true. To screen for you, to review for you. I could have. For Booze Over. It's, we we could have talked about Blackenstein for an hour and a half. We could have. But no. No. He didn't not. I did
1: not. He chose other. I did. He chose to go to the arts, I did. He chose to go to a man in drag. Yes, I did. He chose. It's all right to cross dress for Christ. For you, boo.
0: Yes, a Medea mystery. A Medea is it called? Is oh, it a Medea Halloween. A Medea Halloween movie. It's a. It's a. Yeah, Medea Halloween. Halloween.
1: Yeah. Medea mm-hmm. Halloween. Yeah. Boo. Boo. Next week. Yes. Hero, why did you choose Boo? I am fascinated by Boo. Have you seen it?
0: No. I haven't seen it either. But you know, as, as part of our ongoing Tyler Perry conversation and Medea and Medea, and, and it's always this weird. Spoonful of sugar formula that he has, where you know you come from, Medea in the jinks, but then it's this like heavy-handed morality that you get once Medea gets you in. But Medea, this like boo looks like it's just one hundred percent farce. I don't know. I haven't seen it, so maybe there is you know a, a family going through troubles and cracking. And, Like a dude. I'm sure there is the dude with a college degree who don't believe in church slapping on some woman. I'm sure there's that too.
1: But what if there isn't like, what if it's just Medea and it's Halloween stuff? What does that say? What if the center does not hold? Like if there's no moralizing center, does Medea drift apart? Also, I love the fact
0: that Chris Rock talked some slick shit about uh, Tyler Perry in Top 5 about Medea, Medea Halloween, and then Tyler Perry went and made a movie that I believe might be the highest grossing Medea film. So, I love that part of it, too. And we'll talk about all of this next week. You're on the Show Mission, ladies and gentlemen. Until then, he's Vincent, I'm Len, and in parting, we say see you when it's time to meet again. In boo The Michelle Mission is produced by Len Webb and Vincent Williams and edited by Len Webb with co-production by Mo Poplar, music by Alexa Gold, and filmed at the Video Content Factory. The Michaud Mission is a proud member of the Podglomerate Podcast Network.